Welcome to Tart Club. Turgid Tomes is a wanton book club where we get together every other Wednesday to eat, drink, and discuss the latest romantical read. If you happened upon this podcast and don't like the F word or boners, now's your chance to GTFO. This is your official explicit content warning. This podcast is highly inappropriate and listener discretion is advised. We have a machete too. You never know when you're gonna need one. It, it's a Florida thing. We just want like you. You come to our door unannounced. We're just gonna if we answer it at all. First of all, right? If we do answer <laughs> it, we're just gonna be casually holding a machete. Yeah, they're good for getting down the vines. Yeah, and the brush, and also for intruders. So. Yeah. Greetings, fellow tarts. Ashley here, head hussy in charge. Welcome to another chaotic bonus episode. Danny and I are covering the fourth Bridgerton book, Romancing Mr. Bridgerton, and we were trying to follow Netflix's storyline with a TV adaptation, but we couldn't just skip over our boy Benedict's book, an offer from a gentleman. So here we are. Now, this isn't going to be a full length episode, just a chat about our thoughts and feelings. All right. Hi, Danny. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hello, pupper. We have a special guest. Go ahead and tell them your pupper's name. Um, so her name is Megan Three Stallion. Uh, she no, she's coming running. Um, oh, she is a tripod, our little okay. three-legged pup. So Megan Three Stallion. Aww. Okay. So thoughts and feelings, feelings and thoughts. I have a lot to say about Benedict's book. Uh, son of a bitch. I can't wait to get to Colin. We're going to get to fucking Colin's book. Oh my god. Correct me if I'm wrong. The scene where Penelope overhears Colin saying, I would never marry Penelope. That's like in both of these books, right? Yeah. And there's a time jump of seven years. So when he's all, I'll never marry a friend, blah, 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 and she's like, why didn't ask, bitch? So that happens in Benedict's book. Seven years later is when Penelope and Colin's story picks up. That's why they're older. That's why she's like 28 or 29. And he's yeah, like she's in his like, 30s. I'm a spinster. Hell yeah, bitch. Rock on. <laughs> That's what I was saying is like, am I really having to relive this scene again? Oh. Like this and it's so much worse in benedict's yeah, book the brothers are like bro what the fuck fucking dick <laughs> all right let's do show first any kind of changes we've noticed from the book now there are going to be spoilers let's just go ahead and say i know this is a bonus episode but there are going to be spoilers for the entire show series and the book series so if you haven't read everything, don't listen. <laughs> Skip ahead. Yeah. Skip ahead like, I don't know, five, ten minutes to the book stuff. All right. <clears throat> Show stuff. What have you noticed so far? Well, I noticed they made his character a lot more likable in the show. Really? <laughs> well, because like, you know, in the show, he's almost like a bohemian type. Like he goes mm-hmm. to these like fun like eclectic parties and he likes talking with other creatives and he really leans into his artistry and in in the book it's just like he draws his family doesn't even know (laughs) so when Sophie was like oh he's actually a really good artist and they're like what huh yeah 
the show actually gave him a personality. Yeah. And they made him a lot more artsy and obviously likable. Um, I guess obviously the bisexuality. He's very, he just seems a lot more open about his sexuality in the show. Until season two well, when they just shut that shit down. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like in case you were wondering, don't. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. They're like, just kidding. You never saw anything. This never happened. You're like, oh, okay. So yeah, when they did that, I just assumed they were going to do his story next and he was going to end up with a chick. And that's why they were like, forget this. Never mind. But yeah, it's like, and we talked about it. It's so, it's dumb. He can hook up with a guy and end up with a woman or vice versa. It doesn't matter. Well, and like, I don't know. I kind of like the way that they were doing it because it wasn't, it was just like part of his story. It wasn't, I don't know. You don't really see kind of just like casual stuff like that, like with Regency type of shows yeah it made him and i think that's why they leaned more into the art not to be stereotypical but that's why they yeah that's why i think they shifted his character to be more into the art world more open yeah cool he's a cool guy he smokes Um, cigarettes with his sister oh my god yeah (laughs) no more of that no more no more cigarettes no more vaping none of it maybe hookah but i don't know is that like a no, that's terrible for you also. God. Just don't that's inhale. Cool. Just don't inhale things. <laughs> so don't smoke. That's what edibles are for. No. <laughs> no. I had a bad time with edibles. <laughs> First time I thought someone had a bomb in a lunchbox at the beach. So Stop. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my God. <laughs> I just thought I was on like Nick was having a rave dance party in the bathroom with his lights off and his cell phone, his cell flashlight on. And he's like dancing. And then meanwhile, we were on vacation in Colorado. It was legal. So meanwhile, I'm just, I'm laying on the bed and I'm like, what is happening? And I'm just, I'm sweating. My heart's racing. Then I don't know, like the mattress felt like it was a raft floating in the ocean. And it was just, and I just tried, I was like, oh my God, please just go to sleep. Let's just go to sleep and wake up and have this be over. But then I couldn't <laughs> sleep because my heart was not. racing. Yep. <laughs> I was, I was so amped. I was like, this is, this is not fun. I changed my mind. (laughs) When that heart starts racing, it induces like that anxiety feeling. Yeah. Like I was so convinced that there was a bomb on the beach and that we were all going to die, which, you know, by today's, (laughs) well, like standards, it's very possible. Like, yeah, you know, you can't even go to the grocery store anymore. Right. Like everywhere is dangerous. Yeah. But it was just like, it was the height of the pandemic. It just got really crowded really fast. Like this is before the vaccines and stuff were out. And it's like, we're going to get COVID. We're going to die. There's a bomb in that lunchbox. We're going to die. We need to get out of here. Like it was awful. And then everything was fine. Yeah. When I finally got to sleep, I woke up the next day and I was just like, wow, that was awful. Let's never do it again. Okay, cool. Bye. (laughs) Like, Yeah. No. Nick would just felt he's like oh I just felt you know like the drunkest I've ever been no big deal and I was just like how nice for you yeah Ben was so chill it's 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 us everyone's anxiety is different right yeah and that's on edibles okay 
<laughs> I'm trying to think of what else. Because, like, you don't really, like, with his story, like, you don't really get a lot of the other family in this book. And he doesn't really go to the society events in this one. Yeah. So, okay, so the ball hasn't happened yet. The masquerade ball where he meets Sophie, it hasn't happened in the show yet. But I think, which, I mean, this kind of, like, flows into theories of how I think they're going to do it. I think the masquerade ball is going to take place during the third season. And so they're going to set it up to where Benedict meets Sophie. Sophie is the name of his future wife. Because there's a time jump. So in these books, there's a bit of a, I think there's potentially a time jump at the start of Colin or Colin's um Benedict's I can't quite remember but there's definitely a time jump between Benedict's book and Penelope and Colin's well because in this book Colin is or Benedict is like 30 and then Mm -hmm. like in Colin's book he's also around like 30 yeah and Penelope and Eloise are like almost 30 like they're 28 I think yeah yeah so this is a Cinderella retelling. So he meets her at the ball and then a few, I know it's like a few years, at least a few years go by until they meet again. So I think yeah, they're going to set like two up. Or three. Yeah. I think they're going to set up their meeting at the ball in season three. And then obviously some shit's going to go down with Penelope and Colin at the ball. Maybe, yep. maybe that's when everyone will know who Lady Whistledown is. And then Eloise, you know, spoiler, spoiler for Eloise. If you don't want to hear it, just skip ahead. Okay. I love that we've already met her husband. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited for that. I'm ready for Penelope's villain era, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. It, it's sorely needed. Um, so Sophie's dad is, um, I forgot his first name, but he's Gunningworth. Mm-hmm. Have they introduced that family yet or no? No, I don't. Not that I recall, but another thing. So how Eloise's husband is already introduced. Technically, we may have already seen Sophie as one of the servants. That's when I'm like, I, because they're, they're being kind of, the way that they're combining mm-hmm. stories makes me think that like, because her, her like Sophie is like, her story is so hidden. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they were already like introduced in the background. Yeah, I, I it could be. That's what people started saying. I saw online. They're like, I need to rewatch. I need to look at every servant, every single servant in the background, even if they don't have a speaking part. <laughs> so I wouldn't know. put it past them. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past them. I, they could have done that. Uh, overall, I think show version of Benedict is better than book version, in my opinion absolutely those are our theories and um ponderings about the show on to the book i'll kick us off with the summary so benedict's story is a cinderella retelling pretty on the nose like you can't be confused as to what it is like it's very blatant yeah so benedict meets sophie at a ball she runs my cats are probably like throwing up in a rage somewhere she runs back home at midnight to get back to her servant duties at her shitty stepmom's house. Technically her house, but, you know, whatever. Benedict finds a handkerchief she leaves behind. So instead of the slipper, you get the handkerchief. And he go. He tries to find her based off of, I think it's like the family 
uh, what is it's it? It's like the crest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I kept thinking coat of arms. I was like, it's not coat of arms. It's it's something like that. It's yeah. like their initials and sigil. No. Oh, I had it's the some... word for this a few minutes ago. Damn. It's not logo. It's like crest or signet or something. I, okay, we're gonna go with crest. Okay, so. The family crest is on the handkerchief she leaves behind. So Benedict tries to find her with that. Obviously, it doesn't work uh, because she gets busted by evil stepmom. And she ends up running away to be a servant elsewhere for several years. And then she and Benedict run into each other again as she's about to be gang raped by her employer's son and his shitbag friends. Um, What the fuck? Rude. On the way to safety benedict falls ill because they're riding a carriage home in the rain and she nurses him back to health and he has no idea who she is he's he does not recognize her she recognizes him obviously because she knew who he was the whole time and she decides she's going to keep it on the dl so then he blackmails her into becoming his mother's maid in hopes that she will eventually relent and be his mistress (laughs) even though he's still holding out on the mystery ball lady for marriage that's fine that's not insulting so then shit really hits the fan when sophie's shitty stepmom has her arrested for theft because she stole like a shoe clip or something stupid she was she's being petty and she she deserved it all right i mean after all those years of emotional abuse absolutely yeah. man shut up amarantha uh and step- they weren't even like real diamonds exactly shitty stepmom's name is amarantha by the way so for ranting about her that's who it is okay so then she gets arrested for theft and then there's a big scene where benedict shows up with his mom and some other people show up and they get her out some other stuff happens and it's happily ever after and they're married ta-da wait they get married by the end of the book right yeah oh, yeah i don't know <laughs> i just listened to this like a week ago oh, oh my god i know i want to say they do like i think they just go down to like the magistrate's office or something like after they bust her out of jail or whatever like it's very like rushed and quiet i think make it official i just listened to this a week ago (laughs) Ah, yep doing good all right all right so that's the summary that's the gist of everything that happens um what was your favorite part There weren't a lot of opportunities for me to have a favorite part in this book. I like when she punched uh, her, her stepmom, Araminta, or whatever, like in the jail. And she's like, this one's for Posey. I'm trying to think of a of a of a nasty A nickname. I've already used Armpit. I think in Court of Thorns and Roses, the villain is like Amaranth or Amaranth. We, we just called her Armpit for short. We can borrow that one. She will now be referred to as Armpit. Armpit is the shitty stepmom. All right, so she punches armpit in the face. Well deserved. And then, um, and anytime like the Bridgerton siblings are around is always a good time, mm-hmm. especially Eloise because she's so witty. Yeah, it's always really good banter. Okay. Did you have any that stuck out to you for like favorite part? <clears throat> in Cinderella, there's the evil stepmother and the two evil stepsisters. But typically, there's always adaptations. There's always a stepsister that is less evil. Or just not evil at all. And in this one, they went with that. And the nice stepsister is Posey. And she actually, she's actually trying to take the fall for Sophie in the jail saying she stole the clips. So I was like, hell yeah, girl. <clears throat> Solidarity. Uh, 
one of my favorite parts was that Posey gets her little happily ever after in the second epilogue, which I did listen to this time. I know that was so cute. How it was just fireworks, like love at first sight, like. Yeah. And it kept talking about how pudgy she was, and it's like leave yeah. this girl alone. Leave her alone. She probably just looks normal and healthy. I know. <clears throat> um, like eat the extra tea cake if you want. Yeah fuck off we'll be we'll be talking about tea cakes in the next episode colin yes god (laughs) that was great i really liked posey's character um i thought it was hilarious that like on site they're just making out immediately making out in yeah that kind of like strict rule society they're just like there are no rules but love like just making out full on and they were in the garden right yeah like so of course no goodbye sophie and ben and benedict's like oh hmm," like trying to act all offended i was like bitch you're trying to ask your wife to be your mistress for like over half of your book so shut the fuck up about society like making he was like making out with her and copying the seal like but he didn't even know her name Mm -hmm. also colin was the voice of reason in this book there were several parts where he tried to encourage benedict to just go ahead and marry sophie because and he was very sassy about it and it was great um oh the fencing scene yeah unlike in his book but we'll get to that so yeah colin's just like who cares she's a maid who cares you're a bridgerton like you can do whatever you want like you're okay you get a slap on the wrist that's about it like it's it's not it can't be that bad just go ahead and marry her but of course he doesn't realize what a douchebag benedict i mean benedict am i right so he's being a total dick and he's like oh no no no, i'm holding out for this other girl but i want to bang this one so you know that's not And even Colin was like, you don't even want to be part of society, really. So it's like, if marrying this girl will make you happy and you don't go to any social events, like, isn't that what you want anyway? Exactly. So (laughs) Colin ended up being the voice of reason, unlike in his book. And then just in general, this, I really, this was a really good retelling of Cinderella. I I enjoyed the little spins they put on it. I thought the handkerchief instead of the slipper, but they did. They still included the slipper. Yeah, she they she borrowed armpit slippers and then scuffed them, and that's how she got busted. But the prince, aka Benny, <laughs> Benny boy, he gets her handkerchief with the family crest on it. I really like that that little detail. That was really cool. Yeah, I All guess right. my only problem with the retelling of the story is that it just it seemed like from the ball to when we find out like it's so stretched out like I don't know I really thought Benedict was gonna realize it was her because like in the other book I don't know it kind of seems like the marriage happens a little sooner and then you get to sit with them a little bit like in Mm -hmm. in their relationship this was like they didn't even really like they kind of had a relationship but really it was him just trying to wear her down the whole time yeah and then like you know, then at the very end, he realizes it's her and, you know, blows a conniption fit because he got his feelings hurt for no reason. And I mean, not no reason, but, you know, he can't do anything wrong. Oh, it's no, all her fault. Not. It's always and, the um, woman's fault. To this day, it's always the woman's fault. Yeah. So I, I kind of just wish like some of that stuff would have <laughs> happened sooner. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, what's your least favorite part? Anytime he opened his fucking mouth. <laughs> 
Because, like, even the beginning of the book, like, when he's saving her from that party, mm-hmm. he, he says some line, like, oh, well, I mean, like, you could have been raped or something like that. And it's like, uh, oh, like, no. I don't, I don't know. Like, he, it was something about him, like, being with him was, like, him taking her or something was better than, like, the, the other choice of staying with those guys and being raped or something I don't know it was like a really Rude. weird way to be like you're fucking welcome kind of thing and I was like here we go and then that whole scene where he's just why won't you be my mistress I'm gonna give you the life that you want and she's like because of my position you know like I only have so much dignity to protect and he's just who cares about your autonomy like why won't you just do what I want until my wife comes along, then I'll ditch you. Yeah. Like, uh... And then he gets mad at her, and it's like, you're the... Like, I get it, you know. <laughs> he only saw half of her face, like, three years ago. But you think that he's so obsessive over this woman, he would have remembered what she looks like. And after going right? through the pandemic, <laughs> we know you could still recognize people with a mask on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Weak sauce. He just made me so mad, this whole book. Like, he is not yeah. charming like he is in the show. No. No. These men just love to ruin women left and right. Fucking annoying. And then they get and then they get mad when the women are like, no thanks. What? Yeah. What? Why are you mad? Shut up. Go away. Ugh. Um, when was your least favorite part or parts? Yeah, agreed. Uh, Benedict was so obnoxious and boring and just a really big know-it-all pretty much this whole book like yeah okay what woman would be offended by this sentiment be my mistress but don't be offended that i won't marry you like you're good enough to fool around with but you're not good enough to marry (laughs) why are you offended why would you say no to that like what an idiot he he was he was just insufferable i i couldn't i was like benedict just benedict benedict that is your name now that's you're an asshole so then um in the beginning sophie hiding her her identity makes a lot of sense and it was fine but then as the book's going on and he keeps trying to make her his mistress and she keeps saying no which he should have taken no as the answer the first time but he keeps trying to wear her down and it's just like girl spill the beans like it it will solve all your problems literally just spill the beans yeah oh my god it just gets frustrating at that point because it's like aren't you frustrated aren't you tired of this man constantly asking you to fuck him (laughs) so and then oh yeah oh wait don't they have yeah they have oh yeah yeah yeah. speaking of the sex scenes no he says her name like 15 times in one sex scene and it i had flashbacks to true blood when Bill in his awful accent is like, sucker, sucker is man. Like, I just, it's sofer, sofer. And then also, why did he sound like he was taking the most difficult shit of his life? Like, the yes. noises, the noises for the sex scenes were so, what? No. Well, no. also, this whole like men are God's gift to women, like, Mm-mm. he, he had, a similar thing like Antony had where you know they're like pleasuring the female and then they're like oh my god is this it and they're like oh just wait and it's like 
oh, these poor, stupid women who have no idea what sex is, and these men are going to really give it to them and show them a good time. Antony has something similar with Kate. Or I think, like, in his book. And then, so, like, when Benedict had his, it's like, oh, there we go. Like, he's gonna... Like, how does he know he's he's good in bed? And wasn't he, like, a two-pump Trump anyway? Or is that Colin? <laughs> oh, God, I don't I know. Remember. I get I get all these, these Bridgerton men. They're interchangeable. They... <laughs> Which Bridgerton are you? Yeah, it's literally... It's an ongoing joke throughout the books. But it's true. <laughs> yeah. Like, which huffy brunette white guy are we talking about right now? Yeah, which insufferable rich white man. Yeah. And it really bothers him, too. I think out of all of the siblings, like, he really... And that could be part of his, like, artist personality of him yeah. wanting to, like, be an individual when no, no one can figure out which one he is. I mean, go away. But yeah, no, those... Ooh, those sex scenes were tortured to have to sit through and there weren't a lot there weren't a lot but i literally would cringe as i'm listening because i was like oh this is so awkward and uncomfortable and he literally sounds like he's constipated it was hard to listen to also because sophie is not in it completely so you kind of like you know, many of us have been in situations like that. You know, you want to, but you know the reasons you shouldn't. And it's just mm -hmm. like an uncomfortable feeling when someone disregards all of those emotions. Yeah. Because he, he, there was one point where they're like making out or something. And then she stops and he's like, well, you wanted to a minute ago. And it's like, yeah, fucker. That's how consent works. You can change your mind. Right? Oh, Like, shut so up. Ugh. Well, speaking speaking of spicy snippets, do you have another spicy snippet about this book? Yeah, you know, I've, I've kind of got like a little bit of a bone to pick with the, the Bridgerton family because this whole time they're like dedicated to figuring out Sophie's true identity, right? Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the book, like she decides, Sophie decides to leave mm -hmm. and um they still don't know who she is yet right like mm -hmm. they still think she's just a housemaid and lady bridgerton is just like well i really wish you would stay we really like you i know you and my son love each other but you're just a housemaid and i wish things were different um here's the dress good luck you're telling yeah. me that you know because afterwards of course she she leaves <laughs> and she gets arrested and she's in jail and armpits like throwing all this stuff in her face. Ugh. And that's when they find out who she really is. Cause Benedict's like, oh my God, she is this guy's bastard. And they're like, oh my God, she actually like has some kind of status. And then like they go to the jail and they're willing to defend her story. Now that they all are on the same page that she is a gunning worth and has some social status attached to her name now all of a sudden it's worth fighting for her and benedict to like be together colin was right before mm -hmm. if benedict loved sophie regardless of what her status was like he could have married her and no one would have given two shits about no. it you know because of who they are so for for lady bridgerton to be like well good luck i feel like she did try to get her to stay but then no, it was kind she of did. yeah she did try to get her to stay but then it was like no 
all right as you wish you know but like like, and she knew how sophie and benedict felt about each other and she was just like well i i wish things were different Mm. yeah so it's like even if sophie would have revealed to benedict who she was would it have really changed her situation because i feel like because she was in jail and being arrested the stakes were a lot higher yeah you know if she would would have revealed herself to him sooner and the stakes were lower there wasn't a lot to lose like i don't know i feel like if he realized she was the mystery the mystery masquerade lady i feel like he definitely would have been like okay we're getting married this solves yeah. all my problems you know like i've been looking for you like yeah he could get a little salty and then he'd get over it and i feel like they just would have gotten married but like, then all the stuff with arm araminta and like the dowry and everything yeah. wouldn't have come out which oh yeah I and guess i don't I, know if she would have told him all of that yeah no and that that was actually kind of an annoying part that sophie was so self-deprecating and just being like oh i'm a bastard i'm a bastard child of blah 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 and i'm nothing no i'm gonna go to america (laughs) please don't (laughs) you're gonna regret it no it was just like the whole time she basically she's like yeah i'm just a real big piece of shit and you're like oh my god i mean you have to realize like growing up like that it i'm sure she was very traumatized and then having armpit roll in with her two daughters did not help things and made it a lot worse but come on sophie you're smart stop it yeah yeah it's like anytime someone tried to give her a compliment on how well how well-spoken she was or how smart she was she was like oh i'm just a lowly housemaid and it's like uh, okay all right well and you you think like with her being kind of on the lam after stealing the clips and like trying to hide her true identity she would have mm-hmm. come up with a more solid story because like there were several times where she like contradicted herself and got herself into a real pickle and it's like yeah. girl you had time to work on this like this is your whole deal now speaking of outing information and getting herself into pickles my spicy snippet hyacinth is a snitch ass bitch oh my god she would not shut any time sophie slipped up hyacinth would be like well no you're not you just said this and then sophie would be like oh no she's like no you did you just said that and it's like hyacinth shut the fuck up (laughs) girl funny because like i know in like some of these books like she's supposed to be different ages but like Mm -hmm. to me she's always 12 because right like like she's always like the 12 year old little sister because she's just like in everyone's shit like you said like questioning everything you're saying and then like spills every secret she is all up in everybody's business like you're like to be lady whistle down like hyacinth shut up i don't know i don't know and there was more of that in colin's book too i don't know i don't know if i'm looking forward to reading her book to be honest if she's gonna be like all that those are spicy snippets all right mvp who is the most valuable character that would be mvc not mvp (laughs) don't mind most valuable character i think posy because she really saves sophie at the end like her vouching for her and taking the fall because they, it would have been much harder for them to defend Sophie's case. Yeah, she was if she was ha- ready to go down. She was ready to get arrested. Yeah, she's like, I did it. It was me. I stole the shoe clip. Sorry, mom. Yep, cool. Let Sophie yeah, out. Because, 
<laughs> she's not gonna have her her own blood daughter arrested you know like yeah. she may disown her like she did yeah and then they ended up I think kind of rekindling their relationship a little bit but yeah I think she really came in clutch at the end who would you say mm-hmm. is MVC I'd say Posey but also I know Violet Bridgerton the mom she was kind of like oh, okay as you wish but throughout she was coming in clutch the whole yeah. the handkerchief the family crest she knew exactly she got right on it found out immediately what family it was she was in on it trying to figure out the mystery with benedict the whole time and then she had it mostly figured out towards the end like she obviously knew she knew sophie wasn't who she said she was but she also knew that something had happened between sophie and benedict that really upset sophie so she was just kind of like okay but she still didn't give up obviously when sophie got arrested like she still showed up so and then posey shows up and she's like nope it was me and then violet like towards the end when amarantha's threatening to do a smear campaign basically on sophie violet threatens her <laughs> she's like yeah well you may be this but i'm a bridgerton and people actually like me <laughs> i was like oh don't count on getting any invites this season yeah so she essentially socially blackmails her into shutting up which was really great yeah posy posy and violet bridgerton i think were the were the mvcs yeah all right ah yes okay who was the absolute worst i i already know benedict i did not know okay yeah benedict and air aram armpit armpit yeah benedict dude benedict was oh my god i could not with him he was exhausting it was just like dude shut up man like she doesn't want to have sex with you go away because like at the towards the end when sophie's playing like with the the cousins and she has the tie around her eyes mm-hmm. and benedict sees her and it's like oh my god that's the girl from the ball and he's like i really wish she would have told me i mean i was gonna marry her regardless of her being a maid and it's like bitch you not shut up like you've been a fuckboy this whole time just trying to constantly wear this girl down and then when you don't get your way you just like disappear well he threw a fit and blackmailed her into working for his mom (laughs) yeah and and like armpit like i feel like she should have gotten a little more harsher of a punishment i mean i guess she was didn't like have money and was kind of shunned from society for a little bit but i think she could have been arrested for abuse well and technically she she squandered sophie's inheritance yeah and posies right Mm, maybe i think so yeah didn't she wasn't she a what's it called embezzling (laughs) she yeah she like didn't she didn't she like uh yeah no she was messing with the family funds because i think they provided a dowry for posy also right right and she already blew through it yeah so she blew through sophie and i think yeah i think posy's dowries because didn't she i want to say in the book like she sold her own wedding ring for money mm-hmm. like no one actually stole it i'm pretty sure she pawned it off to, for money yeah posy outed her on that one <laughs> yeah that was hilarious armpit and benedict those are mine too big moment 
how many and what kind of phallic symbols would you rate this book? I'm going to use a fencing sword just because I like the that scene in the book where Colin's like stopping a dumbass. <laughs> just marry this girl. You like her. You know, um, Colin would be much better off if he took his own advice, but we're, we're going to get into it next oh, episode. Oh, we are. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it two fencing swords. I I wanted to like it because I like Benedict's character in the show so much, but he he didn't really like have a lot of redeeming qualities except for he lived in a place called My Cottage, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he did apologize at the end for trying to make her his mistress, so I guess that counts a little bit. I guess. Hmm. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Not a lot of likable characters in this one. No. I mean, Sophie was okay, but then she would kind of get, like, kind of self-righteous. And you're like, oh, okay, have a seat, please. Stop. Stop it. Shut up. Well, and it, she was confusing because at times she would be like, I am sure of myself. And then other times be like, I don't know who I am or what I want. And it's like, okay, I, I guess it's all confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what would you rate it? So while Benedict was obnoxious pretty much the whole time um the story itself actually you know the whole villain armpit being the villain the stepsisters the masquerade ball like yeah it's cinderella but the plot itself wasn't too bad it was actually i found it to be see so i read the first two books and i listened to this and colin's book maybe that's the difference i don't know i like the story itself even though I didn't care for one of the main leads. I like the story itself. So I'm going to give it three fencing swords. Nice. I mean, it was definitely more tolerable than Anthony's bullshit. Yeah. Excuse me. Anthony. Ant-Man. Ant okay. You gave it two fencing swords. I gave it three fencing swords. Speaking of swords, we have a bonus boner. You look so excited. <laughs> I'm just... I'm wondering, is it going to be sword related? Or? It's not. Antony's was, though. I think it was like Thunder Sword or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's fit. That's what he thought he was working with. So, oh, hi, Fool. to women. Please don't knock my stand over, <laughs> little gremlin. Okay, <clears throat> boners. This week's boner was posted in one of my raunchy book groups on Facebook. Um, I can't quite, it might be Spicy Book Talk. It's a quote from a book called At All Cost by Paulina Baker. So it's a scene in which two leads, the two leads are arguing in a public setting and the main male character threatens to bump uglies with the female main character in front of God and all. So she hits him back with this, this quote. <laughs> oh yeah, you'd have to be hard to do that. Or do you want to show me your little flopper? Our faces. Wow. <laughs> savage i loved it <laughs> obviously this is an enemies to lovers story <laughs> i don't know if you could tell but yeah little flopper oh! way to deflate a man in like three seconds oh my god and i i don't i'm i haven't read this book yet but I, i'm going to you know later on in that book he's gonna whip that thing out and it is not gonna be little or floppy oh, well little flopper it makes me think of um have you seen, we have one, um, but have you seen those like cat toys where it's like a fish and you charge it and it like <laughs> flops? 
Oh my and god, that's cat's perfect. Little flopper. Yes. We're gonna make up a a question and a poll. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a question and a poll right now. Let's see. Okay. The question. What are your predictions for Benedict's story on the show? We kind of talked a little bit about it earlier. Uh, but I want to hear I want to hear all the listeners' predictions. Where do you think it's gonna go? Theories, thoughts, feelings, angry react emojis, like whatever you want to put on there, uh, let us know. And then for the poll, which Benedict do you prefer? Show or book? Show, show. Hundred percent. Yeah. Show. That that's our answer. We'll see. I'll be interested to see if anyone prefers book Benedict. Um, okay. Me too. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's our bonus episode, an offer from a gentleman by Julia Quinn. And coming up next, we're gonna have Romancing Mr. Bridgerton, also by Julia Quinn, Penelope and Colin. What uh, what do the fans call them? Uh, Paulin. That's their couple name. <laughs> Wait, right. is it called an offer from a gentleman because he's offering her a position as a mistress? Probably, yeah. Oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Someone's a flip a table. Is that his offer from a gentleman to be his mistress? How did I not get this earlier? Danny is so mad. That's the worst <laughs> offer ever. Yeah. Throw the whole man away. Throw, Throw him away. Throw the whole man away in the trash. Thank you. Okay doing this with me we'll probably we're obviously gonna come back in a few minutes but for you it'll be like a few days maybe um we'll come back we'll do romancing mr bridgerton we might do a rewatch bonus episode because i'm probably gonna have to rewatch to refresh once season three is close to coming out i think it's supposed to come out this year sometime but we're definitely going to be back after we watch queen charlotte the bridgerton spinoff hell yeah okay all right thanks for sticking around and listening to these awful chauvinistic misogynistic bullshit books that make me want to rip my hair out and kick every man in the dick (laughs) listeners also thank you for hanging in there and if you haven't already please like rate review subscribe whatever else you can do to give the pot a boost tell your dental hygienist tell your chiropractor tell your dog tell your is it nail tech technician yes nail tech yeah tell your nail tell your cat tell your cat so they can throw up about it somewhere (laughs) (laughs) and And remember remember to fix each each other's crowns and don't don't let let the dicks dicks get get you down. down toodles thanks for listening if you'd like to support the podcast you can do so by rating and reviewing on apple podcasts or liking subscribing and following on whatever platform you're listening on not enough action for you you can follow turgid tomes podcast on instagram like the facebook page or join the goodreads group where you can chat with other listeners lurk tawdry reviews and get a heads up on what we're reading and drinking if you have any suggestions or feedback you can send it to turgid tomes at gmail.com and last but not least remember to fix each other's crowns and don't let the dicks get you down